Hello and welcome to Robin and Stephanie's Crimeaholics podcast. Hello, strangers. We have been MIA for a while, but we're going to get back into the swing of things now that I got extra time on my hands. All right. (laughs) So tonight's podcast is Victoria Smith. It's the first episode on I Am a Killer on Netflix. Oh, girl, please. For this season, yeah. <laughs> girl. So what is that? That was season three? Yeah, season yeah. three. So that chick, man, she just screams there's something wrong with her. Yeah, I mean, obviously. And it's kind of, I was like thinking back on like some of the past podcasts we've done and it all seems like they're all like the same kind of story, like... They're not very smart, uh, <laughs> intellectually challenged, were abused. Like, yeah, but I mean, who in their right mind does these things? It's got to be somebody that's you know missing a couple steps in that flight right. of steps. I mean, I guess. So this one was Victoria Smith. Mm-hmm. She is in prison for. First degree murder of her husband, Chris Isaac, and she got life plus 25 years. Right. And there was no trial because she admitted to it. She confessed. Well, I was curious about that, though, because somewhere along the way it said that she, it took them three years to sentence her. Yeah, so it said they charged her. I didn't her understand in, that. Yeah, it said they charged her in 12 hours, but didn't sentence her for three years. But if right, and she confessed, so yeah. how does that work? And if there was no trial, what would take that long? Yeah, I, I didn't understand that, and they didn't really go into that, so I'm, I'm actually kind of curious as to why that happened. Because if you, if you have a confession from someone... Yeah, but yeah. like, why did it take two years to sentence them? Like, I don't understand. Yeah, like you're going tonight, <laughs> right? Like, let's go before the judge. You're getting a rain sentence all in one shot. Like, yeah, all all right then and there. Like, I have <laughs> right. no idea what was three years. Yeah, they didn't really go into that, but I'm I'm kind of really curious about that. So, and I didn't, I couldn't really find anything. Yeah, so I I did Google a couple of things, but I had watched this, I don't know, right after we did the last podcast, which yeah. was a few weeks ago. So I had to brush up again because, you know, I've watched 20,000 murders since then. So I needed to get my shit straight. <laughs> right. So it was my fault that we haven't done it because I had some personal things going on in my life that uh, I, could, I just couldn't do it. But... um. But yeah, we're going to get back on track and yeah, I apologize for that. It's okay because it's called life. Right. Um, No one out there is paying us to do this. We do this for fun. True. Um, You know, it's our thoughts, our opinions, our conclusions, and we just like to share them with you because it's fun. (laughs) Right. We like to talk about it. So, let's get into the nitty-gritty with this one. Yep. So, let's do it. 
If anyone hasn't watched it, I recommend you watch it. It's the first one. It's only like an hour. And as soon as she appears on your TV, you're going to be like, oh. <laughs> Have you watched any of the others? Yeah, yeah, all of them. Come on, Steph. Oh, you did? Oh, okay. Because the next guy doesn't look too hot either. Like, he's missing, like, an eye or something. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Okay, we'll do um, that one next. <laughs> so, I, I don't know, like, where we're going to go with this. I I loved doing the local ones where we could go on scene and act like we yeah. were friggin' private investigators. That was fun. Yeah, that was fun. But... Um, I don't know with having lives and kids and jobs or lack thereof. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it was, it was hard to do because it's not like, you know, 10 murders happened around the corner of my house. So you got to get in your car and you, you got to travel somewhere and you got to make it, you know, right. time together and you know, it's going to become winter and nobody's leaving their house. So maybe we'll just, like, stay on this track. Yeah, we can do that. So let's get to the nitty-gritty with this. this so she I, she was in, her mother abused her. Her mother physically abused her, mentally abused her, kicked her, punched her, pulled her hair. Her sister said it was like they were having a bar fight with an 11-year-old. Right. So she left the house at like 15. She moved out of state with her sister. She gets pregnant at 17. And apparently that guy wants to beat the shit out of her. And he's an alcoholic, just like her mother. Uh So she has this kid. She moves back in with her mom. Now... I don't know. What's worse? Your mom beating the shit out of you or your boyfriend beating the shit out of you? Guess your mom's punch is a little lighter. Right. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. It says she moved back with her mom to Missouri, but then she would leave her mom with her child so she could go out and party because, you know, she was still young. Like she was only 19 when she moved back, 1920, when she moved back with her mom. So she was still like, and out there in party and mode, you know what I mean? Yeah, but and she if said, you know what I your was mom single. did to you, right? If you know what your mom did to you, why would you take the chance that she would do that to your kid? Yeah, I don't know. But then again, she isn't playing with a full deck of cards upstairs. True. So she does all this partying and carrying on and shit, and her mom tells her, either you move out or you give me custody of the baby. Mm-hmm. So. She gives her mom custody of the baby and continues to party and take pills and whatever else she admitted to. Right. So. So it's like 15 years later. What? She meets Chris. Yeah. So she meets this guy, Chris Isaac, who she said was very good looking and he was very good to her and everything was honky dory. He was, what'd she say? Like a truck driver that was labor intensive job, I guess, loading yeah, the labor the truck. Labor intensive. He was handsome, gentle, all of this and that. And the picture, he, he looked, you know, good for that. Yeah. 
So he gets hurt. He ends up hurting his back and he ends up getting an opioid addiction. And he did blow up like a balloon. Yeah, he did. He definitely did after that. So apparently after that, he got very abusive. And so meanwhile, she had little to no relationship with her son that her mother took. And it didn't really go into if she really had any kind of relationship with her mom. I mean, I would kind of feel like she probably didn't. I feel like she was closer to her sister because when she was talking about the abuse from Chris that landed her in the hospital, it was her always her sister that she called. Not She never said anything about her mom. Yeah, so another weird thing is she was from eight kids... And Chris was from eight kids. Mm-hmm. And I am from eight kids. <laughs> and I'm from one. Just me. <laughs> we don't have any murderers, though. Right. Not yet. Know. Not yet. <laughs> but you never know. I mean, there is time. <laughs> Apparently, I, I'm very intimidating. So you never know. You never know. <laughs> so anyway, back to the real story. <laughs> So, and Chris also had learning disabilities. Yes. And Mm -hmm. they said that Victoria, who is the one that's in jail, that she had a very low IQ. Do you remember what it was? It was below 75, which made her borderline for being deemed mentally disabled. So, maybe she couldn't stand a trial. But, I mean, who knows? Anyway, so Chris's family was saying that he had learning disabilities and this and that. Right. So, at some point, her son Kenny comes to live with her and Chris at their trailer. Right. And a week before Chris's death, Kenny called 911 and said that he was suicidal, homicidal, and had uh, was thinking about killing his mom, the stepfather, and himself. Right. But where did that go? I mean, I'm pretty I sure. Nowhere. I'm pretty sure in this state that gets you a 72-hour stay at the hospital. If you mention those words. I mean, they never, and well, that was the kind of thing, like, there was a lot of things I felt like they left unanswered in this episode. Like, yeah, why wasn't that acted on? Like, if someone's saying, like, I, I guess they, they did reference that they, they showed up at the house, but like, whatever the case may be, he was never like looked into. Yeah, I guess like, as far as a suspect, because there was no evidence. Well, that should get you a three-day psychiatric stay. I mean, who knows? This is the Midwest. Yeah, I guess that's just normal. <laughs> who knows? Things are different out there. Yeah, sort of like having lunch. I just feel like killing my mom and her husband. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There was there was little details like that that I just, which I guess is why, like later on into the story, we can get into about. You know, why I guess this story is taking place. So, Victoria says immediately, um, 
So she says that she had a stroke and she was also on a lot of meds for pain and everything. And that Chris got upset that, you know, she wasn't taking care of the house the way she used to and cooking dinner and clean and all that, which come on. She just had a stroke. Like you don't work anymore. What what's wrong with you? Right. So she's it was so it was at that time that, you know, she was on all these meds and everything. She said she went out in the kitchen to get a pack of cigarettes. We'll rewind that for a minute. So she basically said between the medication and she wasn't really sleeping, she started to hallucinate. Yeah. So she goes out in the kitchen to get a pack of cigarettes. And what do you know? She grabs the pistol. I mean, you smoke a pistol, smoke a cigarette. like. Right. And she shot him, what was it, six times? Yeah, I think it was like six times. And she, she basically was said like something in her told him that she had to end him while he was sleeping. Yeah, he was sleeping on the couch. Right. He wasn't threatening her or he was sleeping. So she claims that she shot him six times. And then she calls 911 on herself and says, I just killed my husband. Like, mm-hmm. like it was, hey, the sun's out. Like, just matter-of-factly, too. Yeah. Like, no emotion. Like, they, they play the actual 911 call, and she's like, yeah, so, uh, yeah. just killed my husband. I shot him. You know, it's Tuesday. Like, <laughs> like no emotion. Now just nope. like, yeah, this is what I did, matter-of-factly, you know. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, then I turned the page. I mean. Right. So, she... Uh, calls 911 on herself. And for some odd reason, why does it still take them 30 minutes to get out there? I guess because right? they live in the I sticks. I guess they're probably because they're in the, yeah, I was just going to say they're in the sticks. And because he's dead. I mean, what are you going to do? Revive him? Right, because I think it asked if he was breathing. And I think she said, no, I think he's dead. I, th- I think, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I killed my husband. I think he's dead. <laughs> they arrest her and you know she goes to jail and she admits to it so you never hear anything else about where kenny was where he went you know or anything else about him well apparently he was in the house yeah, but you don't find that out until later after you're talking True. to the sister. But also, I think it's kind of crazy that, that like, his family, his siblings, this, his sisters that spoke about this were totally in shock when they first heard, like, no, like, we loved her like a sister. There's no way she would do this. Like, they couldn't even believe it was, like, totally out of character for her. And even though they knew that they had problems, they still didn't think that she would do something like that. And so I'm jumping all over the place here. Yeah, me too. So she gets, you know, she goes to jail. She admits to it. She gets locked up. So it takes him three years to charge her. Mm-hmm. So 
why did she get life plus 25 years? Was it 25 years for the pistol? I don't know what the 25 was for. Did they say what the 25 was for? No, I don't remember hearing anything. But if that's two different charges, there's got to be two different things, right? I I would think. I'm just going to guess it it was the pistol. Maybe, yeah. So as they're telling this story and, you know, all of a sudden this female detective comes on and starts talking about this case and Victoria and how she didn't want to get involved in it. And, you know, she knows when Victoria is lying or not because she can tell by the look on her face. And then she says, I am Victoria's sister. sister. I was like, <laughs> this is her claim to fame to Hollywood. And right. I am Victoria's Just 15 sister. minutes of fame. <laughs> so she ends up being some kind of detective in St. Louis. Yeah, she's from St. Louis, but she came back to, what was it, Poplar Bluff, Missouri, where this whole thing incident happened and started to investigate the case a little further. So, and that's another funny, it's called Popular Bluff. When I lived in Texas, I lived in Flower Bluff. Mm. Yeah, there's too many, too many likey likey. <laughs> too many likeys on this case. Right, that is weird. So the sister, you know, said that she had spoke to the police and and the investigators and everything and tried to overturn things that, you know, they weren't necessarily looking at or searching into. And it seemed like the police was like, it's open shut. She said she killed them. She killed them. We're done with this. Like, I don't feel as though they gave any serious time to investigating this. Well, basically, that's what the sister is saying, because basically because she confessed, she felt like the police had tunnel vision on behalf of the case. Like, she confessed, like, what is there to investigate? Yeah, and as we know, because we've done a ton of these, just because someone confesses doesn't 100% mean they really did it. Well, there was a statistic in the beginning of the episode that says 8,000 people a year are convicted of murder. Fewer than 50% confess. Yeah. And they should have gave you the percentages of people who confess wrong. Right. Because, I mean, I, I don't know with this. So let's get the rest of the deeds out. Yep. So the sister looks into it and she has a whole new theory. So the beginning of the show, they interviewed Victoria in prison and she admits to it. And then halfway through the show, the sister comes in and she gives you her view of the murder. So, And then she wrote a book about it. Yeah. And um, the book is called You Can't Come Here No More. I did not purchase it, even though I was going to. <laughs> but I have a, a very big book collection here that I haven't read yet. All because of these crimes. Right. So she introduces this whole theory that Kenny lived there 
and Kenny and Chris Isaac did not get along, that they were in a fist fight. Um, you know, she went back in Victoria's childhood and said that she was abused and she was, you know, slow and that the mother abused her and that her husband abused her. And she said that Kenny was there that night. And she said that when, look, I'm still jumping all over the place. You are. When Victoria was a kid, and the mother was a drunk, abusive, wacko jacko. If the mother was abusing the sister, Betty, Victoria would jump in to get the mother's attention so the mother could lash out on Victoria instead of Betty. So basically trying to say that she was very, always very protective and loyal, yes. which is kind of where this is going. So then... Uh, the sister Betty lets the cat out the bag that she thinks that Kenny shot Chris and Victoria was protecting her son and quick confessed to it, which I don't know that it's feasible. It is. There was no evidence that, which is why the police were basically, I think, not um, not even looking into Kenny because there was no physical evidence to say that Kenny was the one that shot Chris. But that she, Betty, I mean, not Betty, Victoria is the one that had splatter, the blood splatter on her face. And she had um, the gunshot residue on her hands. There was nothing of that with Kenny. He had no blood splatter. He had no gunshot residue or anything like that but victoria said if you take a shower all that is gone so if betty said that Uh, if yeah betty said that if victoria seen it and wanted to protect her child and he had blood on him and a gun in his hand of course she's going to tell him to take a shower you change your clothes and take a shower and because they would have plenty of time because the police didn't get there for 30 minutes. Yeah, and who knows when she called. It could have been an hour after the murder. I think they said it was like she called like, I want to say, I I think it said in the episode, I, I want to say it was like 10, 10 or 15 minutes after she shot him. So now you're talking 45 minutes before somebody even showed up. Yeah, and it's not like they spend any time searching the house or anything. Them clothes right. could have been right there. And... When Betty was explaining her theory, she thinks that uh, Kenny was shooting her husband and she heard it and she came out there and grabbed the gun from him and also fired it so that, you know, that her handprints were on it. Well, then also, too, remember they said they found, like, a last will and testament from Vicky that she supposedly, you know, who she was leaving things to and that she, they, they basically thought she was going to kill herself after. They made it look like she was going to kill herself after she shot Chris. Right. And even that doesn't make sense because, I mean, the... 
So she never said anything about that. But when the son called 911, he said that he wanted to uh, murder his right. mom, Vicky, the stepdad, Chris, and, you know, kill himself. So I'm, I'm pretty sure he probably wasn't quiet about that. So maybe she wrote the will then. But she doesn't say anywhere in it, and nor is there anything else that says that she was going to commit suicide. Right. I mean, except for the fact that, I mean, maybe because of the drugs and not sleeping and whatever, the mind state she was in. But I also remember her saying at the time of the incident, she was in the process of trying to leave. Right. Like she was packing up her stuff to like leave. And then she went to the, it was just like kind of, she went to the kitchen to get a pack of cigarettes and picked up a pistol and said, like, it totally doesn't make sense. No, because. Like if you're in the process of leaving because you don't want to be in this abusive relationship anymore. And then all of a sudden, like, it doesn't make sense. And she has said quite a few times that she thought Chris was going to murder her. Right. So she had to let that out so that it looked good. But she said the police had been out there before. Nobody said there was any, you know, police records of domestic abuse. Was there? Who knows? I, right, we don't know. We'll never know. But there was something that, I mean, I don't know if it was that same day or a day or two prior, but Kenny and Chris had gotten into an altercation, and I think Kenny had a black eye from what yeah. I remember someone saying. That, that's what the sister Betty said, and she right, said okay. that her mother raised Kenny that nobody gets over on you. Nobody. Right. So it's very believable that Kenny did it. So the sister Betty like has spent time and money looking for Kenny because somehow he went missing after all this, which is another reason uh, I think maybe it could be Kenny. I mean, did he go missing? Cause the last I heard, like I, from what I remember, um, that he was, like, living in Europe and had no contact with Vicky after this. Yeah, so she went to uh, Europe looking for him. I think it was Germany. Something and like that, yeah. She found him in raggedy old clothes, homeless, and in a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. And she told him that he needs to get back to the United States and, you know, tell his side of the story or whatever. And he was like, no, I'm not doing that. And then he disappeared. Uh -huh. So later on, she got a call from the police out there that said that they had him locked up and that, you know, there, it was a possibility that they would extradite him back. But I couldn't find anything after that. Yeah, I couldn't either. But if he went over there, I mean... He's got to be on a passport, right? Or something. Like, but where did he get, even get the money to go to Europe? Like, I mean, I guess if he was over there homeless, whatever. But. Oh, well, maybe he sold the like, trailer. To, to me, to me, it's like, right. To me, got a whole 15K. Um, what's it called? Um, what the hell was I going to say? Damn it. Um, it's almost like he was on the run. Exactly. Yeah. And. From what Betty says, which, of course, I'd have better information had I read that book, 
But she made it sound like he wasn't even considered a suspect, nor was he questioned. But if he was in the house, it would be routine to question him. I mean, I guess that was the story that, I mean, maybe that's the story he stuck to. I don't know. But, I mean, obviously they knew he had no no blood splatter and no gunshot residue. So they did test him for those things or, you know, investigate as far as that's concerned. But, they but would I guess do because that. she confessed, that's what the sister was basically saying. Like, they're like, oh, this is an open and shut case, like, according to the police, because she confessed like and there was no evidence against him and she's the only other person in the house she had blood splatter gunshot residue all of that it's open and shut what i mean you know what i mean right but so they tested him on scene you know they they it's only that little swipe with your hands to test gunshot residue right but did anybody go through the dirty clothes hamper how about the washer (laughs) right probably not how about logic here is any logic here just because she said she did it doesn't mean she did it right and we know that all too often about a lot of these people some of them want a minute of claim to fame Especially when it comes to, like, a mother and son situation, yeah. a parent's always going to try to protect their kid. Exactly. For the most part, unless, like, they're crazy. You know yeah. what I mean? But, um, but I mean, it's kind of, and I guess because she never really had a relationship, maybe she felt like this was her making up for not being in his life. Yeah, was confessing I agree. To it. I agree. Like, that's kind of how I kind of take, take this whole thing. Like, this was basically her... You know, saying, like, this is me looking out for you because I wasn't there to look out for you your whole entire right. life. And why else would he run out of country? He don't know anyone over there. Right. I mean, he had somewhat family here. I mean, but we don't we don't even really know, like, how her mom treated him. Like, was he abused? Like, was he physically abused? But then I kind of would think maybe not. Maybe she didn't abuse, like, the males the males because if she on the other hand tell them don't let anybody ever get over on you kind of mentality yeah and i guess that that mom's did because they really need to interview that one (laughs) right but i mean when the show was over when that episode was over i was still just as dumbfounded as when i started well, you have to go go back there and say why you're dumbfounded because I was kind of so like basically like the last five minutes of the episode, she basically I don't want to say recants her whole entire story, but her sister's sitting there, and it's almost like her, it's almost like her sister has well not I don't want to say brainwashed, but her sister has convinced her now that she possibly didn't do it. Yeah, so at the end of the episode... She basically says, I can't be accurate as to what happened because of all the medication I was on. Yeah, so at the end of the episode, they went back and re-interviewed her to where she had changed everything to, I don't know. Could be, might be, I don't know. I don't really know what happened. I was on so much medication. And they're like flat out after, well, did you shoot Kenny? I, I can't say whether I did or I did. Yeah. Like, uh, what? Yeah, like, <laughs> like, what do you mean? <laughs> so, I mean, if she's 
doing that because her sister thinks she can help her get off. Why didn't she directly say she did not do it? Because I think she's still somewhat trying to protect him. He she's has still nothing to protect to, her son. Yeah, he has nothing to do with her. She said she hasn't right. talked to him in years. So I think I think the story that they might be trying to spin now so she can get off is she wasn't mentally in the right mindset because of the medications and not sleeping and just having a stroke to be able to make a rational or or know what she did kind of thing. You know what I mean? Kind of thing, which we've we've heard before in some of these but Other, not only you know. that, how about her IQ? Well, that too. I mean, so to me, she doesn't seem fit to stand a trial. I mean, that, but I also feel like, I don't know, like, she seems like in the very beginning of the episode, it opens up with her and she's crying and she's basically like so remorseful. Yeah. And saying like, I wish I could take it back. I wish I never shot my husband. And she's crying and she seems so remorseful. And it's like she's a completely different person at the end when they yeah. go back and interview her. She's like, I don't know what happened. I can't say what happened. Yeah, it was like, it was like, like what she happened was a... to that remorseful person? Like, yeah. so they did it. Like, and it was like she was a puppet. Right. And that's how I was like, I almost want to say, like, I feel like her sister somewhat brainwashed her. Yeah. But like, you look at the evidence. It points to her, but you also look at to Kenny's actions and it kind of points to him and the things that he did prior to and then taking off to Europe after like he was on the lamb. Like, you know what I mean? Kind of like it's so it's so crazy. It to, is. Like, it's a big old tangled web. Right. And is the sister only doing this to pay back <laughs> Victoria? Maybe the sister shot him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is she trying to blame it on the nephew? <laughs> That's out of country. Nobody can find them. Right? I mean, who knows? Like, I mean, because it seemed like the sister had a lot of guilt that Victoria took abuse for her so that she could have the life that she wanted to be, I don't know, whatever she is. What is she? Well, she's a detective. I mean, yeah. I think she really is a detective in St. Louis. So, like, she kind of had a better life than, obviously, Victoria. Like, she was able to obviously excel in school she was intelligent and went into have a you know a career and mm -hmm. wrote a book and was intelligent enough to write a book and she lives and in a house that, that doesn't blow now, away in a storm now that i say that out loud that maybe she said maybe she did i don't like wouldn't that be a shit kicker yeah but how would you ever know this country, this country bumpkin shit it has so many goddamn twists and turns. She can't but keep she up with knew, it. But so here's the thing. Like, I, so Look hear at me you out going on, the, on with this theory. Hear me out on this theory. <laughs> hear me out on this theory. So. This is the so Stephanie theory. She, right. This is the Stephanie theory. So she felt like she needed to protect Vicky because Vicky protected her all of those years and she knew that she was being abused by Chris because she was the one that Vicky would call when he would abuse her and she land, would be in the hospital with broken ribs and this and that. So maybe she did it to help protect her sister but then was going to blame it on the nephew. And she's smart enough to take a shower and wash her hands. Right. Right? Mm. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. But, I mean, it would be a good theory, though. 
Yeah, I mean, country bumpkin, you never know. It, it might have been grandma coming out of her grave to do it. Right. I mean, Somebody. Country bumpkin. But, yeah, so at the end of it, I had just as many questions as I did in the beginning. Nothing was answered. Nothing was resolved. And I'm still just as perplexed as I was in the beginning. <laughs> right. Me too. I mean, it was good, but I need more. Like, where is part two? Where is the follow-up? <laughs> I need more. Um, right. Someone needs to read that book, Steph. Why, why, why are you putting me out? You're the <laughs> one that's got all this free time. Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> I just got Girl, a... I, still, I still work 50 hours a week, okay? I just got a Princess Diana book in the mail today. Oh, for the love. <laughs> for the love. Yes. So, again, these are just our theories and opinions on situations. Yeah. And, and stories. And, and nobody knows the facts besides Victoria, who was drugged, and her dead husband. So we'll never know. Maybe Kenny. Who knows? Maybe Betty. Maybe. Maybe. And where was the rest of her family? How come they only interviewed that one sister, but they did Chris's whole family? Well, there was two. Oh, well, I don't know. Maybe because, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Victoria maybe said two had Maybe they were missing teeth and didn't want to be on TV. Yeah, well, you know, they, they probably have no teeth or anything. All right, that's what I just said. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of crazy. Maybe some of them are dead. Maybe some well, of them didn't have that said, kind of a relationship with her. She said there was eight and two passed. So it's her like and six. five more. But I feel like she said she was only she was closer to like Betty and one other sister. Roxy. And that was it. Roxy. Roxy, yes, that was yeah. it. But was girl, Roxy was wasn't on there. Maybe Roxy didn't want to. I don't know. I don't know, and I found it weird that she didn't even know who her dad was. Well, because the mom didn't know. Well, is all, all of them like that? You had eight damn kids. What do you mean you don't know who the dad is? Do you know who the I'm, dad I'm sorry, is? Sorry, have the you rest ever watched Maury Springer? I mean, Maury or Jerry Springer? <laughs> you are not the father. Here, let's test ten more. You are not the father. Okay, test nineteen. <laughs> but I mean, obviously, she was a party girl. She liked to drink and do drugs, and she would have her fun nights at the bar and get impregnated. Yeah. Oh. Eight times. Cause Eight times. You didn't figure out how to crack that. All right. But yeah, well, I you know, that was the more weird. Kids, the more kids you have without fathers, the more you get from uh, the state. So. But um, Victoria said that she was raised on her mom's social security check. So, like, that's peanuts. Well, because she probably got social security for being... I mean, for all we know, maybe her mom was mentally disabled and was on Social Security for that. Yeah. And I don't know, but there was so many. Like, I'm going to assume you have eight kids and you're on Social Security and you keep spitting out more kids that she's probably getting welfare, food stamps, WIC. I mean, all well, of the above. She's getting all of it. Because when... Uh, Betty went back to their childhood home. She said her mom bought it. You ain't that poor boo if you're buying a house. Oh, I didn't hear that. I didn't see that part. I saw she went back and she was crying. There was like a lot of bad memories or something. 
Yeah. I didn't hear her say her mom bought it. I'm pretty sure that's what they said. Whatever. But when Betty was talking about that house and their childhood, she only mentioned the mom, her, and Victoria. So maybe the rest of the siblings didn't want to be involved in it. Or maybe they knew who their daddies were and lived with their daddies. Uh, you never know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, we don't really know the whole background of the mother or the other siblings. So, I mean, it's possible that maybe she did have, you know, let's say a 10 year span relationship with one person and had a couple kids by that, you know, a few kids by that person. And then they broke up and That's she more. had a one night fling with a, with a shipboat captain. And there have Victoria, some more. You know what I mean? <laughs> and again, have some more. Right. Because. So. Whatever. Who knows? Yeah. We never will know. Nope. So, any last thoughts? No, just I um, can't wait to watch the next episode. I know you're watching Dahmer right now, which oh, is 10 God. episodes. So that's going to take me a little oh. bit to watch, but. That is one sick, twisted son of a bitch. <laughs> Save that for the podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, so I might start watching that so we can maybe do that. So here's my final thoughts on this case. Okay. Use birth control. Stop uh, having kids. Right? Just say or, no. <laughs> right. That, that or if you're being abused, there's source resources out there that can help you. And if you're an alcoholic, don't have kids until you're sober. Right. Like, what the <laughs> hell, people? Right. So, yeah, that's a fiction of fact from Robin's Almanac. There you go. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> You're a poet, you didn't even know it. Hey, I got so much time on my hands, I could be whatever I want. Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and with that. Uh, you can follow us on the socials. We're on Facebook and Instagram, Robin and Stephanie's Crimeaholics podcast. Uh, you can drop us a line and let us know what you would like us to cover or watch. Or if you have any comments, questions, concerns, you can reach out to us there. So hopefully we will be able to chat next week. I'm on it. Thank you. Have a good night. Peace out. Girl Scout.